ideas develop, that trajectory has then slid into spiritual truth. I have a life, a life that I lived, an experience that I had as a human, and that is my truth. That's valid. How I feel, I'm saying how I feel, and no one can really argue that. Those things are uniquely personal. Yeah. But like, the truth, yeah. the outside of us truth, the objective truths, yeah. those aren't relative. And yeah. that's where they've, come, they've become they, squished yeah. together. Yeah. Welcome back to Study With Friends a weekly dive into the answers and questions we find in the Bible, in church, and in the broader Christian faith. I'm Paige, and this week we are continuing our discussion on apologetics and expanding our evangelism toolkit with help from Holly's book, Searching for God. This episode is part of a series. You can get the rest of the episodes, learn about the guests in the series, about the resources we provide, and about the larger work we are doing at studywithfriends.org. Now let's begin today's study. Okay, so as we think through um, American culture, any any final thoughts on um, the state of Christianity right now? Well, I had a thought on the nominal Christianity. I know uh, last episode we were talking about nom- nominal Christianity and um, the idea of saying I am Christian and yet not believing necessarily in any of those truths or not following anything that that God asks us to do like going to church or things like that and and I'm saying that as someone so I came from atheism and uh for me there and this is the big danger I would say in the nominal Christianity is that there is to them a truth of heaven and hell and to me there wasn't one so I thought I wasn't going anywhere I was getting eaten by worms and so whatever no big deal right but in a nominal Christian sense they genuinely believe there's a heaven and hell and so they believe that they're going to heaven. And for us as as believers, there's a danger there because we would say they might not be, mm-hmm. right? And so there's a fear that if you are, I'm going to use the term lazy, but it's pro- I, I know there's a better term. And so please bear with me, my patience with me, that there's probably a better term. But if you're just so lackadaisical in your faith, uh, there's a chance that you're not going where you believe that you're going to be. Yeah, like yeah. if you just well, I say might that even you're a Christian, that means you're going to heaven. Like, I yeah, feel right. like there yeah, are yeah that's what I was going to say. Yeah. That it's right. not, like, not re- I don't even know that it's lazy as yeah. much as it's people really who don't, like, oh, they don't yeah. understand yeah, yeah, right. what faith yeah, yeah, yeah. is really right. about, and they just adopted this label. Mm-hmm. Right. For whatever reason in their life, that label works, because certainly there are plenty of people, we're going to talk about other people who reject that label. Right. But for these people, they... They've adopted that label without understanding what they're really saying. I think as we dive into apologetics and talk about those things with people around us and with each other, that's a really common thing. And you alluded to it on an earlier episode. It was like, that doesn't stand up. That doesn't make sense. It's it's just not not thinking deeply. And that's okay. Some people are happy in that state. But as we come across those people and God calls us into conversations with those people, we have to gently help them understand there's something deeper here for you to uncover. Journey with me into this thought because it's important. What would you say, speaking of some people who who embrace the label, some people who don't embrace the label, reject the label of Christianity, ideas that compete with Christianity. You said one earlier, which is relativism. That's a fancy word for people who don't believe in absolute truth. Um, Maybe you can start with that. Like, what do you mean by absolute truth? Like, 
let's not be buzzwordy. So if we talk if, if we talk about relativism, how does that compete with Christianity and and how does it show up? So I definitely think that it's really like that f- like the phrase your truth, like you hear that like every single like if you go on your phone like you will see that every single day like 24 7 but i do think that that is like a relatively like new phenomenon in our culture where it's like whatever's true for you is true for you it's not true for me but that's like sometimes that's just like an opinion like that's not like like, that's why i think it's so weird that like people use that term your truth yeah because like like, i'm speaking my truth i say uh, that all the time yeah but it's like i'm just gonna tell you funny but it's just like it's like well we We've allowed that slipperiness. Yes, we've allowed a slipperiness of becoming psychologically self-aware. Like that's the trajectory over the last 50 years. Like there weren't really psychiatrists and psychologists 100 years ago that we weren't really looking inside. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there were, but it was way less common. And so that that trajectory, and that's what I want to talk about. Like how did these ideas develop? That trajectory has then slid into spiritual truths. I have Mm -hmm. a life, a life that I lived, an experience that I had as a human, and that is my truth. That's valid. How I feel, I'm saying how I feel, and no one can really argue that. Those things are uniquely personal. Yeah, because there are things that are relative. But the truth, the outside of us truth, the objective truths, those aren't relative. And that's why they've they've become squished together. And that's really dangerous because then it like, it just leads into like, first of all, no one knows anything now, like for Mm -hmm. sure. Like they don't like, and it's just like in a world where you can't like be sure of anything, like then what do you do? You do whatever you want pretty much. So then it's just like, And it's just kind of, like, sad, too, for me to, like, see people just kind of, like, especially a lot of people, like, our age, just, like, they're trying to grab at anything they can Mm -hmm. to, like, feel secure because they live in a world that is, like, so, like, flimsy. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, like, because it's just, like... Because there is nothing to anchor. Yeah. Yeah. So they just, like, they're just making up a billion things to try to, like, hold on to something. And it's just, it makes me really sad to see it. Yeah. That's the human condition. We run from the lordship of God because we don't want to submit to that and embrace humility and submit to the lordship of the creator who made us, which when you say it like that, it's like, well, is it really your choice to submit to the (laughs) lordship Mm -hmm. of the creator who made you? That's another place you could just gently press in with a friend and say, do you really have the choice there? Like um, if I hold a water bottle here, and I let go of it. Do I have a choice about what's going to happen? There yeah, are some things like there that are, are true. That are true, yeah. Whether you believe in them or not. Well, if you say to me, "I don't believe in gravity," that doesn't mean that when you let go of the bottle, it's going to stay suspended in yeah. there. I think a good place as we talk through these things and then talk about ways that we can incur, like have tools in our toolbox for a conversation. A good way to, um, okay. So another, okay. I've talked earlier about asking better questions. I think that a really good mindset to embrace, and I did a little alliteration, is disarm, deconstruct. So when you find yourself in a conversation with people who have competing or combative ideas about our faith, the first thing we have to do is disarm. Be humble. Be vulnerable. Validate them. I felt that way too, or I used to think that way too, or 
you know, disarm. And we can talk more about how you disarm people. But right now I want to talk about the deconstructing, which ties together with asking better questions. And so if you if you come upon someone who's like, well, this is your truth. That's not, you shouldn't judge my beliefs. I'm not going to judge your beliefs. Like all beliefs are valid. Um, you know, first, something that you have already noted is people aren't relative about certain things. Mm-hmm. Like Paul Copan always says, people aren't relative about the capital of France. That's not relative. Yeah. Everybody agrees. That's truth. So they even re- even people who say that and assert that, they don't actually they don't really believe, believe it, it. Because our world isn't relative. Yeah, right. Also, right. Like, like, I feel it. like when we talked about this in like seventh grade history class, like you can't you can't say there is no absolute truth because that's a truth. Yeah, mm-hmm. saying that's yeah, true. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, so, uh, but that's that's almost a little confrontational if you say, but what it did what you is what you just said true? But then they'll be like, not because that's not confrontational. True for you. That's confrontational. Yeah. That's confrontational yeah. too, because it's like you're going in for it. You're yeah, going for yeah. the jugular there. Yeah, but I think you're a you're gentler, right. more disarming question is, what is the truth about gravity? Or I I don't believe in gravity. I don't believe in gravity. So you don't believe in Jesus. I just want you to know, I don't believe in gravity. Just so we're <laughs> See, transparent with each other, right? I was saying, <laughs> no, but like you, you, so you could say <laughs> if snarky. I didn't, if I didn't <laughs> believe. Okay, you're right. If I, if I didn't believe, She's like, if I did, <laughs> I don't believe in gravity. Drop. If oh, I didn't yeah, believe, believe in gravity, gravity, would that mean that it, would that mean it's yeah, not yeah, true? Right, right, right. So can I push back just a little bit on that, a- a- and a little bit on on the humility talk that we went to? So there's an intent, there's a tangibility to gravity mm-hmm. that there's an intangibility to Christianity. Yeah, you're right. And I and see I that, see yeah. that coming from an experience that for me it's extremely tangible because I pray and things happen. Right. So for me it's super tangible, but I know from an outsider looking in, it's intent you can't touch it. Right. Like you can't you can drop something and you can go, Yep, that's exactly gravity, right? You can look at that place on the map and go, I traveled in that place in France. I know that place in France exists. And yet for us to recognize that an outsider doesn't see the tangibility that we hopefully prayerfully as believers that we can see and we can feel right. Like, like I said, are there ways though that Christianity is tangible? Well, for me, I I think there are like, I know I've prayed for many things. Okay. But you're talking about your experience of Christianity. Yes. What if I'm observing you? Aren't the changes in your life I, tangible to me? I would hope that the changes in my life would be tangible to you, but I know people in my family who the changes in my life look negative. That and also it's like you can't really describe, like you can't really explain gravity, but with anything other than gravity. I can't drop a book and you can explain it by some other thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's gravity. That's what happens. But you can explain life changes with a million other things like oh she so is that an appropriate place to come back to the resurrection and the minimal facts and yeah, the provability of that yeah. like there's that and then that's why yeah you can like bring it back to that so then a question like, would yeah. be the difference between what you're saying and what i'm saying is gravity is tangible and and your faith isn't then i guess what you guys are saying is a good question to return with would be what if I could prove, what yeah, if I could yeah, prove yeah, a, 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 an element, the most important element of the yeah, faith? What right. if I could prove it with evidentiary reasoning? Would that satisfy your thought on that? Yeah. So maybe that's a place to go. Do you have more you wanted to say about that? Um, it's a good tie-in. It wa- yeah, I mean, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to take what we've done so far in mm-hmm. the series and be like, how does this hit the rubber right. rubber on the road? Um, 
I think we did enough there. Yeah. I'm going to go to pluralism. Uh, but before we do, who has John 832? This is Jesus talking. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. That's what we know. Relativism asserts there is no such thing as absolute truth. So how can we take what we know from scripture, which is there is truth and it sets us free and um, help someone who rejects that truth. And by the way, we've already said this, but worth saying again, they're rejecting it on the basis of morality and ethics. They don't Mm -hmm. want to agree with. Yeah. And so how can we bring them back to actually the truth that I'm talking to you about is freeing. It is not binding. That's what I'm kind of suggesting. Yeah. I think especially when you like it, when it is like someone that you're in like a closer relationship with, like it's not just like some like random person on the street. You are probably talking about this kind of like in the context of like, like in my own life, when these conversations have come up, it's usually because they're like struggling through things and they feel like they just feel so like empty kind of. And it's just like, I don't know, like what is like your truth? Like, what is that even giving you? Like, is it actually satisfying you? Because the answer is no, because it can't like and it's just like when you like what we were talking about before like having one truth that means that there is something that you can stand on and like that there is rely on hope for you if there is one truth if there isn't one truth then it's just kind of like you're just being tossed by the waves yeah Yeah. and it's it's freeing because it means it's not all dependent on us yeah yeah i mean i don't have to define my own reality yeah that's a lot of pressure yeah because I'm going to keep screwing it up. Mm-hmm. And then if I look only to myself to get to get out of it, that's a problematic cycle. Everyone has had an experience that's like, I have done everything I can, but I still can't fix this problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's saying like, maybe it's like, what, what have, when has that happened to you? Because I know it has. Great. Yeah. That's so great. It's like, they're like, oh, you know, whatever. It's like, okay, well, that's the point. It's like, yeah. you can't do it. Mm-hmm. like that's good that's the point you can't that's a do good it. way to press in a good yeah. practical approach because i can't i can't think of anybody who hasn't had that experience yeah. in life like you know well yeah, and people might not admit to it yourself. depending yeah. on yeah. the kind realize, of relationship yeah. you have but that's why you have to stay in yeah. relationship with them yeah. and give them that's why i said disarm deconstruct because a person has to be relationally disarmed to be honest with you about yeah, the answer to that true. question. Yeah, that so you have to disarm them first before yeah. you deconstruct by saying, yeah. And that's, do you, have you shared the experience that I've had? Yeah. Is this, are you, can you relate to experiences that I have, which are, I, I just try and try and try and I can never quite do what I want to do. Um, okay. That's good. Um, let's talk about religious pluralism. Um, which is basically we're all worshiping the same God. We're all going to the same place. Uh, why do you think this idea is popular? I think that it plays into the relative truth thing, but not really. It's a little bit different because there still is like a truth that it is like everyone's going to the same place, but there's just like more than one way to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's popular because it doesn't hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah. Um, because it's easy. It's yeah. it is easy because it's, it's like just go kinda, along to get yeah, along. It's like, it's yeah. like all all roads lead to Rome. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like whatever. That's where it is partly like it's not like more like this doesn't make I don't know if this is gonna make sense. It's not absolute relativism. <laughs> like it's not only relativism. Okay. Like <laughs> it's like that's there is sense. like a there is like a truth aspect to it, but it still has that like relative aspect yeah. where it's like people can be like, you're right. Yeah. You like whatever works for you mm-hmm. yeah. will still like, as long as you try to be a good person, yep. yeah. Yeah. 
But like, so what you're saying is it's comfortable. Yeah, it's comfortable. It yeah. doesn't make anybody do anything they don't want to do. When it comes to, oh wait, but that goes back to what I was saying about the beginning. That's that, that's what's different about Christianity though is that it demands that that's not true. It's yep. saying like this right. is the only. Well, that was thing. what I was gonna say. Yeah. Uh, what are the problems you see with this idea? Yeah. Well, the the fact that in the Bible it says that. Jesus is the only way to yes right? yes or to both of you but not but like culturally I think that it still does like it kind of just goes back to the relative versus absolute argument where it's just like if they contradict then how can both of them be true? that's exactly right remember yeah. we talked about this actually shows a fundamental misunderstanding yeah. of okay. all the religions you're lumping together yeah. because there are some religions that are more like um like buddhism is not really like like it's not like they're not like worshiping a god it's yeah. just like a way of living mm-hmm. so yeah. like that is where it, you can be like it's compatible yeah, I'm like a Buddhist, like it's I'm compatible a Buddhist and you you can be whatever because like that's just like your path mm-hmm. but that's like that's just like what i said like it's just like a way of life it's mm-hmm. not like as like much of like a religion like where you're like worshiping a god but yeah. like other like like if you are like a muslim like and you believe that you can't also believe that jesus is god because yeah. that is not part right. of their belief right system. we call like that confi- conflicting truth claims yeah that if you say all we're all worshiping the same god and we're all going to the same place it's just it falls apart because all re- all religions mm-hmm. have conflicting truth claims. That's why they're not the same, the same religion. religion. Yeah. 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 And so if you break it down, what's a gentle good question to say to somebody to help deconstruct that thinking? One of the keep thinking about it. One of the ones I said on a previous episode is have you examined the fundamental truth claims of different religions and have you found any conflicts there? And if you have, what do you do with that? Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you reconcile that with we're all going to the same place? It's all the same thing. Well, yeah, it could, just, it could just be like the bull. It doesn't matter if they believe different things yeah. because like it's all the same. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I, I can't, like can't. it doesn't matter if they inherently contradict because like it's just a different path. Yeah. I don't know. But can't you just be like, well, like maybe a question it's kind of along the same lines as that it's just like okay well if you believe that every religion is leading to the same god and it's the same thing how do you reconcile the fact that i'm telling you that christianity says that jesus is the only way to god yeah you know yeah Mm -hmm. Well, and what's their desire to want to believe that truth, right? Like that uh-huh. can that can help yeah. you a little bit like with them. Why, like, why like, does that like right? Why, why does that, why that appeal to you? Yeah, yeah. Why yeah. Is that, that was comforting, yeah. Right. exact same word. Right. Why is it appealing yeah. to you? Because yeah. like, and that goes back to what we were saying before. Because it's just like it makes people happy mm-hmm. yeah. to be and able to say that like everybody can like yeah. Because I think inherently people understand there's differences. Yeah, right? some but, don't. Some don't. And I would agree. Some don't. And I, but I think that some you know, some of the ext- more extreme religions like Muslim versus Christianity mm-hmm. versus even Judaism, right? Because either Jesus is the Messiah or he isn't the Messiah, yeah. right? So there's some big ones that have very conflicting things. And mm-hmm. I feel like there's a, some kind of basic, un- for for many, you're right, not for all, for many that there there is a difference, but maybe to them it just doesn't matter. So why yeah. doesn't that matter? Yeah. I think it's especially mm-hmm. when you aren't like involved in a religion. It's only people that aren't religious that think right. that. Yeah. Yeah. So right. Like it's yeah. not yeah. like... Because if you understand the workings of your, at least your, your religion, religion right. then you, know, then that you know that it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, because people will say stuff to me about like, 
Because people, there are people that think that like, oh, they're like, don't like Muslims and Christians and Jewish people all worship the same God. Like they just like say that. And I'm just like, but like ask the people in those religions, they all say no. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's not like, so it is for people who aren't religious. And I think that they just want to like, like I said before, like dismiss everyone, it. Everyone's yeah. happy. They just like, want right. to not really put their toe in that water. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. They're happier, comfortable. Yeah staying out of that right. because it feels like conflict maybe mm-hmm. yeah. it feels scary in some way okay that's good the last bit i want to talk about on this particular episode is um something you said a while ago which is it's uncomfortable to tell people that they're wrong yeah before we go into what i know you were nailing when you said what you said why is it uncomfortable to tell people they're wrong Maybe as Christians, it's uncomfortable for us to do that because I just said this to Gianna the other day. Not at her, but like, I don't know what we were talking about. But the verse that says, take the log out of your own eye before you take uh-huh. the whatever, splinter, whatever. And so <laughs> it's like. You said that to your sister? Shocker. No, that's not. That, that's what I said. <laughs> I'm saying like, I wasn't saying like, hey, t- I wasn't telling her to. I was just like. You were just talking, you're talking, you're talking about, about it. Something. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, wait, is there a log? Because like, I don't want to take the splinter if there's a log. Yeah. yeah. I think it's like the feeling like you don't want to be like a hypocrite. Exactly. But that's yeah. also like Paul, like in the context of that, like he's yeah. saying, but then like if you, so it's like examine yourself, yeah. but then it's also like, so if there isn't a log in that, it's more like in that area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then like. Also, I think maybe it's possible to take them out at the same time. Yeah, like, 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 yeah, like it's while I'm taking my log out, let me help you with your splinter. Yeah, is because that? also I think that like or in the context of I don't know about that one. In the context of like take the log out of your own eye, that was more like Pharisees like attacking like one person for like. So then it's just like I do think it applies though, Lane, because it speaks to the humility that we've yeah. been talking yeah. about yeah, so yeah, yeah, so yeah. for you to like point out wh- what we don't want is the mindset of holier than that yeah, 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 yeah for sure and that's what i think so we have like, to yeah, be really careful yeah. about yeah, and that so is, you don't I think, I think that that's why it's like hard uncomfortable. You, yeah. it's, it's more like it's uncomfortable but like i think that those two things can coexist because the bible tells you to do both of them yeah, yeah. and so. i th- <laughs> but i think it, it uh, yes it's about well and that's what i want to talk about um and um I think that maybe one of the things that makes us nervous about it is that it sometimes does seem to be in conflict with the humility that we know we need to embrace as we are relational with other people. So, well, and what if someone comes back? So I think there's a, for me, it's a multifold, right? So what if I give you the information I present and then someone comes back with an argument that I can't respond to? Yeah. Then where am I? And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Because I see on Facebook and all these other things, I see other religions doing the same things that we do, right? They they confront people and they say, oh, well, in scripture, it's, did you believe this? Well, it says this and this. And so what do you do with that? And someone's like, oh, I didn't even know, right? Mm-hmm. So I can clearly say I don't know everything that's in here. And so they might, it might leave me with some unanswered questions yeah. that I have to confront in my own faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm, and yeah. so I think that sometimes there's a fear to that. Like I know my three points, but then after I get past my three points, I don't know what else to yeah, do. Yeah. You're that. a little out of your depth. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe I, I don't want to confront that. I guess the also, the, I guess the question is like, how do we go about like speaking the truth in love? That's like, right. Like how, what is the right way to like call, tell out. people the truth without alienating yes. them. And mm-hmm. like, and in a way where it's not like, 
yes, without alienating, but also without lifting yourself up. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's hard to be like, what you're doing is wrong. Right. Yep, and I know what's right, and you're doing everything wrong. The understood second part of that sentence is, I'm right. Right. Yeah. Okay. We're going to talk about that on the next episode. This program is produced by Study with Friends. Learn more about us at studywithfriends.org and sign up there for email devotionals or download our Bible studies for free. If you are blessed by our work, please consider supporting our ministry with a donation. We believe in the local church. Please find a congregation where you can plug in and experience all aspects of the Christian life. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time when we study with friends.